Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Hudson Havoc podcast recorded here at Locust Street Studio in downtown Hudson. John Wecken is my name. We got Brett Wall coming in here, general manager and coach of the Hudson Havoc. We're going to talk about the last game here on Sunday and a big showcase event coming up this week. We've also got an in-studio guest and a, and a call-in coming up, so sit back and enjoy the episode number five of the Hudson Havoc podcast. And Brett Wall, welcome to the show again. I appreciate you having me. It's always awesome to be here with you, John. Sunday night, uh, a rivalry game. We're going to go back just a few days. We're recording this on Wednesday the 27th. we got a big showcase coming up we're going to talk about later on in the show, but we're going to go backwards here a little bit. The Blue Ox, the Minnesota Blue Ox, we talked about this coming in, that it was going to be uh, there's some bad blood, a physical game, uh, division rival, and the fans and everyone in the ring, in the rink, players and coaches and everyone got exactly what we thought was going to happen, and that was a, a physical, hard-fought game between two rival teams. Yeah, I mean, I think it was really hard fought and uh, a great turnout for crowd for a Sunday afternoon there, and can't thank the fans enough for the support. Uh, obviously, the result didn't quite go the way we wanted, but uh, you know, just, just a few things in our game we got to clean up. I thought we got off to a little bit of a sluggish start, to be honest with you. I think some of our guys um, that are new to this experience, we, we have a, you know, a handful of guys that are returning, but we had a lot of new guys um, on our team that I think are just kind of really kind of still feeling things out. And, and you know, we got off to a little bit of a sluggish start, and we got down 3-0 there and kind of battled our way back to a 3-2 hockey game. Had a really uh, you know, a handful of opportunities that truly I think could have been in, grade A opportunities. We were just... Little details we lacked. We, we were missing nets. Um, guys were, you know, occasionally losing guys on assignments. And I just think that, you know, the Blue Locks were just a step faster than us for that first period. And, you know, when you're in a game like that and eventually you try to play 40 minutes of a 60-minute game, it makes it really hard to kind of come back and expect yourself to compete and win. Um, but the guys did a great job of kind of bouncing back. There wasn't any bad body language or anyone, you know, torn apart or couldn't play or devastated. Um, everyone kind of kept their head down and really kind of kept their foot on the gas. So we did a good job responding. Um, capitalize on some power play opportunities. A few more I would have liked, but um, just little things we can go back to the drawing board. Like one thing we can we can go back and kind of say, like, you know, we didn't get beat by a better team or anything like that. It's like we couldn't compete. You know, a few details that if we tighten up, I think we have no problem having ourselves a hockey game at the same time too, um, having the result go a different way. It was a it was a very physical game, and you anticipated that. We talked about that last week. You're going to meet these guys again in the showcase. We'll talk more about that, and again multiple times during the season. But this is a rivalry that really. D Took, took its roots in years past and carried forward into this season. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, year one when we were very good, I thought they took a little bit of uh, disrespectful liberties at us and kind of ran the score up and, uh, you know, just things that at the end of the day, you know, you, you just you kind of look back and, you know, it, it is what it is. You never really forget that kind of stuff. And um, then after that, you know, the, the coin kind of flipped and we kind of had their number there for a bit. And then last season, you know, we really had their number, you know, physically and I think mentally as well. Um, but also, too, is just as far as the overall results when we competed against them, I thought we dominated. And now, you know, every game we've played in the last few years has been tight and close and a, and a lot of a lot of heat because I think both, you know, both teams understand uh, the value of a game like that. If you go out and you play really well as a player and an individual, there's a huge opportunity to be seen because there's both really both teams are really good players and really good brands and um, are ran the right way. And there's just every amenity is kind of put into both programs and both teams and You've got guys that are ready, battle tested, and you go out to war. And it's one of those things where, you know, sometimes, you know, the emotions get the best of both, both sides. And I think for that first period, maybe the emotions kind of got the best of us. Is there any players uh, that really, in a loss, that really stood out worthy of mention? You said, you know, so and so played, play, clearly played an excellent game Sunday. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think anyone is going to sit here and say they played an excellent game. Um, obviously, Harvey Dove had two goals there that were massive to kind of get us rolling, one on the power play with the one-timer there, and then um, you know a few opportunities there later in the game where I think you know we had opportunities that kind of generated or started you know around Harvey's play. Um, so I thought he looked really good. Torelli, obviously, is a guy that you know night in, night out, you're always going to recognize. Eisenstark was a massive force on the blue line that you know. Milhausen was blocking shots. Um, so I was really happy with kind of the efforts of, of a lot of guys. I just think there's other people that, you know, younger guys that have a little bit more they can kind of add and contribute. And we're starting to realize these things. Like for me, I'm not upset. I'm not disappointed. I'm not mad. Um, these are all, you know, learning moments for guys. We've got a lot of rookies that are here learning. And now that we're learning these lessons early in the season and we're able to kind of adjust and really know what the pace is like and know, you know, what it takes to win, uh, we're, we're going to be heading in the right direction. And that's one thing that's so exciting and encouraging is, you know, we're, we're showing up and we're playing only a, a little bit of hockey, not the full 60 minutes quite yet to where we're comfortable and trusting and, and knowing 100%, you know, belief in our system and how to get a game and, you know, where it's puck drop to puck finish. 
Um, so we're learning that and getting better and better each game. And I think that truly it's, it's going to help us tremendously along down the road. What were some of the things that were talked about in the locker room after the game? Obviously, you know, you, you'd said you had, a, you had a good crowd and it's, it's, it's home ice and you were able to, uh, to, to win the opener. So you're, you have a one-in-one home record now. But what were some of the things that were discussed in the locker room right after the game? Just effort and intensity. Um, and, again, I don't want it to say the guys were lazy or anything like that. I think it was just kind of a, a little bit of like, a, oh, we were deer in the headlights at first and just a step behind with our systems and kind of what we wanted to do in our execution. Um, but, again, it got addressed really, really quickly. I thought guys did a great job of responding and bouncing back in the second and third period. And I thought we kind of dominated for you know majority of the game after that. Just a few details, like not, not missing the net or we had opportunities where we could have shot and we got a little too cute at times. Um, things that are all like well, we're just learning. And I'm telling you right now, like uh, there's going to be a week or two coming up here soon where all these things kind of click and go our way and we really start taking off in the direction that we're used to and the direction that we want. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun to see. So it's like right now, while some guys are like, oh, man, I've got to figure this out. i got to do this. I gotta, like we are four games in. We have 40 right. games of hockey. Right. Uh, we have a handful of guys that have four games of junior hockey under their belt. Total. Um, total, yeah. yeah. And, and, and there's a jump and there's a step. But what I really like is where we're at, and, and we're still in games close. We're competing, and the ones that we've won, we've beat good opponents. We've played a full 60 minutes of time, so we know it's doable. Just kind of learning that consistency piece of the preparation detail, consistency mi mindset and method. You've had three days of practice since the loss on Sunday. What are some of the things you've worked on? So we've actually, uh, we've actually had two days of practice. Uh, okay. We'll, we'll kind of get into what we did yesterday. Uh, we, we came in on Monday. We got back to work. We just kind of competed. We got back into the routine of preparing for a showcase hockey. Um, for us, I always tell guys, that we, can we go back and fix some details and clean some things up that we can use to help us move forward? Absolutely, but we can't really fix the result. If we could fix results, we'd go way back in time and fix my playing career, and I'd still be playing and not coaching. Um, the Harv's heard me say that a few times, so he's sitting here smirking. Um, but, but it's one of those things where it's like we just got back to work. Our compete level was high on Monday. Um, getting ready for the routine as far as what the warm-up looks like. We go through like a quick little seven-minute warm-up. That way we can adjust to what the showcase warm-up and puck drop routine looks like. So guys had a good response with that. Um, and then we just kind of worked on the normal things, forecheck, your back checks, pony kills, special team situation stuff. Um, and guys are coming to the rink excited to go and kind of hungry for what's coming up here this weekend and understand that when they have it go to showcase, our expectation is 4-0. Taking a look at the Midwest West, and there, there's a big disparity in terms of uh, there's eight teams in the division. You have one team that's played 11 games, the Dells Ducks, and you have the Hudson Havoc has only played four. So so take these these stats and these standings with a grain of salt as, as the season is a marathon, not a sprint. Sitting atop the Midwest West is the Minnesota Moose and the Minnesota Blue Ox, both of these two teams that you've played. Um, both sitting with a seven to two record, Steel County Blades six and uh, six and three, and then the Wisconsin Rapids River Kings sitting uh, at, at at five and three. Those probably the top four teams you're gunning for, you know, looking down the road here. Yeah, I, th that's what's so much fun about our division. Like obviously, there's a big disparity in games for us, so you can't really put right, you know, our, our ranking official. Um, I mean, we've got an opportunity if we win all our games to even up. We're in first place. If we don't win any games, we're uh, we can still be close to last place. So it's one of those things where it's really kind of hard to judge. But just the, you know, the past years and, and, again, the way with what we've seen from every other team, like the Midwest-West is going to be extremely tight. And these, these things are going to change day in and day out as far as where teams are at and kind of where they're going to be. And what you see right now is I don't think necessarily what you'll see at the end of the year. And it's probably going to come down to, like it has the last three seasons, really that last day of hockey. The young man to your right is a man by a player by the name of Harvey Dove, Hudson yep. Havoc, and he's very unique in the sense that he is actually from Hudson. I believe he's the first guest we've had player in studio that is actually from Hudson. As we uh, transition into the player profile, what uh, what do you have to say about Mr. Dove? Uh, a guy that every night I know is going to give me his heart and soul. Um, he's a guy that is absolutely a gamer. He shows up and competes. He loves to compete, uh, you know, away from the rink as well. He's a guy that uh, on the golf course I think competes just as hard. Um, but a guy that with the puck, without the puck, like competes. I can't say it enough about this guy. He works his butt off every day. He's a lot of fun to be around. Um, guys that in our community know what he does and know what he's about. We've got a lot of youth hockey players here that hope to be the next Harv, uh, which I think is kind of cool. We call them baby birds, uh, which we're, <laughs> we're kind of bringing up here in Hudson. Um, but some someone for me that has just been tremendous, a huge asset for us, and a huge guy in the community. And at the end of the day, just a great teammate and a fun guy to be around at all times. So Harvey does coming up. He's part of our Hudson Havoc profile and uh, we look forward to uh, to talking to him and getting to know him just some some final thoughts here and we're going to talk more about this later on the show going into the big showcase which starts tomorrow 
Uh, we, we're just we're ready to go. I mean, we, we got everything kind of waiting and lined up for the guys. I think we've got a really good game plan, system, and structure in place. I thought the guys had a great week of practice as far as responding to the bounce back and kind of coming back with their heads held high and ready to compete again, um, knowing that you know the, the prize here on Thursday is extremely precious. We've got two more on Friday, a rest day on Saturday, and then you know another massive one again on Sunday. Well, thank you, Brett. We're going to have batter up here to get to know Harvey Dove. We're going to step aside here for some of our great sponsors that bring you the Hudson Havoc podcast. We'll be back in a moment. Friday, November 5th at 7 p.m., the Hudson Havoc are back home at Gornick Arena taking on the Rum River Mallards in a USPHL West Division matchup. Tickets are $10 at the door. Kids under 10 get in free. The Hop and Barrel Warming House is open during all Havoc home games. So come out to Gornick Arena this coming Friday, November 5th at 7 p.m. and cheer on your Hudson Havoc. And we are back with more of the Hudson Havoc podcast, episode 5. Pleased to be joined in studio by a true Hudsonite that plays for the Hudson Havoc, and that's Harvey Dove, class of 2020 from Hudson High School. And Harvey, thank you for joining us. Yep, good to be here. So you have an interesting perspective, uh, different from a lot of the other Havoc players in that they're coming to Hudson from from somewhere else. Um, you were born and raised in Hudson? Yes. And you played for the Hudson Raider hockey team? Yep. If you could go back uh, and visualize and remember your first hockey memory, what would that be? Um, Probably just skating on my outdoor rink in my yard with my brothers honestly what 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 intrigued you about the sport of hockey that got you interested um i'm pretty sure i just was forced to do it from my brothers and i just <laughs> i just liked it a lot i guess they made me get good so i could compete with them so did you go to hudson raider hockey games as a kid then yeah of course so you went up the ranks Cut your teeth, if you will, in the Hudson Youth Hockey Association. Tell us a little bit about uh, about that experience. Um, it kind of just you start out as a mite, and then I guess you they just help you get better. Oh yeah, they just help you get better, and you go on to squirts, and hopefully you make the A team. And they just teach you a lot about hockey, and it just helped me all the way through Pee Wee's, Bantams, and then up to high school. And you had some success in, uh, up through the ranks then. Yeah. Yeah. We we won state both, both Bantam years, I think, and then one in squirts or something like that. I was going to ask you how many banners you had hanging in Hudson. <laughs> yeah. Got and, a couple. And so when you, when you got into high school, of course, the Hudson hockey program in the last, you know, 15 years has had – the last 20 years has had tremendous uh, success. Do you remember your first high school game? Oh, uh, Yeah. I do. I well, I I remember the first home game, and that was, that was pretty crazy. I didn't play much, but it was pretty. Who did you guys play against? I want to say, it was against River Falls. Okay. Oh, so then it had to be a crazy game, right? I Bil mean, building had to be packed. I mean, more packed than my Bantam games. That's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> so the. Uh, you won a state championship, or you, you're on a team that won a state championship with, with, with Hudson. Go back to that experience about bringing home the gold and, and being able to go off the ice and say, with the trophy held high, we are the best team in this state. Um, it was pretty cool. I mean, especially for the seniors because it was their – they were going on to win it their second year, mm -hmm. and it, that was just a perfect way to go out, I think just winning both years in a row and just going off to college, I guess. Who were who, who some of the key coaches going up, you know, from when you first learned to skate that really were an influence to you uh, in, in becoming the player that you would later become? Um, Probably the biggest one early on was my dad because he just was like a youth coach at the time and just coached us. Me and my buddies all the way up until Peewee's, I believe. And then um, I think the next best coach was probably the varsity or JV coaches like Davis, Dean, mm -hmm. and uh, Brooks. 
All of them. So that's Davis Drewiski and Dean Talapis. Yep. We're going to talk more about him here here in a moment because he's he's part of the Havoc uh, coaching staff. Oh, yeah. Staff now. So when the, when the high school um, career came to an end, what made you decide, hey, I want to continue to play and and be able to stay home and with become a member of this Hudson Havoc uh, team that has really done some pretty great things in recent years. Um. Well, I knew I didn't want to just quit playing hockey. I've been playing it forever, so I knew I wasn't going to just stop and go to college. So I wanted to just keep playing, and it just so happened that the perfect spot was Hudson right at home. So do you want me to tell you how the real story really went? <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I remember sitting there going to a lot of high school games that year, and there was a few players on the team that was really, really good for Harvey's senior year. And I sit in there, and I'm in the um, uh, far corner. I think it's during the first period of a game. I can't remember who you were playing. But I watch you out front, and you're just whacking the hell out of the goalie. <laughs> just, And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy is so feisty. And then I watch you win a huge draw. And then I watch you on the power play, move your feet, and I just think to myself, this is the guy that I need to bring in to the Havoc. Like, this is the guy that really fits our mold and kind of what we're doing. Um, and I just I felt that. And I, every game I'd go back, you know, I'd go obviously to be a fan of the Raiders, but I went to kind of watch Harvey, and I was hoping to God he knew I would be there. <laughs> um, and it's kind of started talking to mom and dad a little bit back in the Zamboni room in between periods, and then eventually summer went along, and uh, I actually went and begged Harvey at his house to come play for the Havoc, and I'm glad he said yes. Uh, just one of these guys that literally, like, w when you knew, like, this is a guy that can be an impact player for us right away or a guy that can you know, make a difference. I mean, rookie year, you come in in 44 games, you have 23 goals, 35 assists, and 58 points. Um, lethal on the power play, incredible six on five both ways, four and against. Learning and mastering the penalty kill right now, which is huge. Like, it's something we had to add to your game, but... Um, as a rookie, like, wow, what an impact kind of right away. And then obviously to start the way you have this year, uh, four goals or four games played, six goals, one assist, seven points, a guy that scored in every single one of our games and a guy that we, you know, expect to compete every night. And it's not the goal scoring that makes him so good. It's, it's just the way he competes. Like he competes away from the puck just as hard with the puck. And it's something that's really contagious. I don't want to get crazy here. I put a ton of pressure on you, but I've said this a few times. Like you remind me of Dotsuk a little bit with your, you know, takeaway abilities with your stick. You have the heaviest stick I have ever seen. It's crazy. I've never seen a guy take the puck away from guys with the stick so quick, but also to protect it so well. It's it's insane. Um, so this was just a guy that for me watched. I was like, you know, we really have got to have this guy here. And um, his game grew tremendously last year, and then obviously this year, right from the start, kind of left off where he was, and even better than he was. So, Harvey, a couple things. Uh, who would you compare yourself to or who were your big influences as as a player growing up? Who, who, who did you want to pattern yourself after? We're talking NHL or college level. Okay. Um, probably, well, obviously Datsuk when I was younger because that's he just was unreal and he was just my favorite player. And nowadays I probably – I always watch Brad Marsh on because he's just really Great. small and he can do everything. And he kind of plays like me, but he's a winger and I'm a center. But we're kind of just – I like to base my game off of him. Offensively, I think you guys play the same game. D-Zone, I think you're a little more responsible playing <laughs> center, but that's just my thoughts. I guess so. So your first game with, with, with the Havoc. You know, comparing that to high school, what are the memories that you have from that first game as a Hudson Havoc, and how would you compare and contrast that to your time spent playing in high school with the Raiders? Um, The first game we played the Vipers, okay. and that wasn't that wasn't the best comparison game, but the I think the first home game, I think we played the Mullets. Yeah, I think so. And uh, it was just... It started off, I was still getting used to the league, and I realized it was a lot faster than high school. Okay. And the I think the first period, I just got smoked, and then... Oh, I remember this. Your helmet, like, yeah. blew, blew to pieces almost. Yeah, my helmet broke, and then... Your helmet broke? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, it, was, it was crazy. It's like, oh, my God, he's dead. And he gets up, <laughs> and, he's, and he's mad. And that's the first home game. He's madder <laughs> than can ever be. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think that just like woke me up and I just figured it out from there what are some of the memories of last season a as a whole season um probably 
probably the Chicago trip, the showcase, okay. just everything about it. We won every game and just like hanging out with the team in the hotel. It was pretty fun just getting in, getting to know everybody. Yeah. Who were some of those teammates you drew a connection with last year? Um, definitely some of the guys that are there this year, like PJ and Didi and Sam Olson. And then last year I always my line was Drake Barnish and Caleb Dusek. And we always ended up rooming together, so I got to know them pretty well. And Brendan Walk was he I knew him pretty well too. Well, we're, we're, we're early on. We're only four games in, into this season. You, you have some new guys and some guys from last year that aren't there. So, so, it's, so it's a new team, a, a learning process, and a gelling process. How's it going with your teammates so far this year early on? Uh, I think it's going pretty well. We just had our pumpkin carving thing, and uh-huh. that was pretty fun. And Utterly impressed with some of the <laughs> uh, the pumpkin carvers on our Being team able this to do year. It. Yeah. We've yeah. had some decent ones in the past, but I'll tell you what, the judging this year was a lot tighter and a lot harder than it, I think it ever, ever was. Oh yeah, it was. Who'd you do? Who'd you do your pumpkin with? I forget. Patrick Noonan. Oh, nice. What did you guys carve? I forget. <laughs> the Hud Vegas. Oh, that's right. The one with the punch, like 3D lettering. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. Yep. So, what are some of your personal goals for this season for Harvey Dove? Um. Well, I'd say just to. Play really good every game, I guess. Get a lot of points. Hopefully, we can win at like from here on out, probably. Just win every game and then make it to nationals because I really want to go there. Well, of course, the aspirations of of, uh, uh, of a player here for the Hudson Havoc is to play at that next level. Where, where do you envision potentially uh, trying to land when your days with the Havoc are done? Um... Definitely try to land at a good D3 college. Just any D3 college is pretty good to me, so pretty much just go Division three. He's got to keep pushing just right there. Obviously, a guy that uh, last year had a big body of work and a, a lot of guys from our team that got the chance to move on. And obviously, when they're coming and watching those older guys that they never going to move on, you got a young guy that's dominating like Harvey did. You kind of start sparking some interest. And then to have the start that he's had, um, has definitely sparked some interest and some eyes and people want to know what, who he is and what he's doing and um, just a guy that I think right from the start, like again, like I said, just kind of left off where he was last year, um, but just even better. Well, every uh, ath- athlete's journey has people behind the scenes that, that do a lot of things to get you to where to where you are and where you're going to go. What do, uh, what do mom and dad play in this story? Um, well, I mean, they're my billets right now, so <laughs> so they're helping me play hockey for the Hudson Havoc. Um, my mom cooks every meal for me every day, or not every meal, but every dinner for me every day. And they always drove me to practice, even if it was like 20, 25 minutes, an hour away. Right. It doesn't really matter. And just my, also my brothers, they always pushed me to because I had to be better than them, so I always pushed hard to get, get to them. And then my sister would come to pretty much every game that she could, and she was just always there. They were all kind of always there just cheering me on. Well, you have a really unique perspective in the fact that you're playing at, in the same arena and on the same ice as you competed with in high school, and that's a, that's a pretty rare thing here with the Havoc. Yeah, it's pretty cool because a lot of my friends can come to right. pretty much all the home games if they're in town, and a lot of my family also comes to a lot of them, so it's pretty cool to play in front of them still. I see a handful of your guys down by the Zamboni door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The home opener back on, uh, on on October 15th, you know, there was a big lead up to that, and you prepare and you prepare, and to come out onto the ice for the first time, big crowd there and a lot of build up to that. Take us back to that moment. Um, It was pretty cool. It definitely brought me back to the high school playoff days because right. there were so many people there, and Potsy said it was probably the most that's ever been there in, the f- in five years. So HUD Vegas was rocking. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> it was loud. What's it like to go to uh, go downtown and hang out in, in your hometown where, wearing Havoc apparel and knowing that you know, you're, part, you're part of this? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, last year, um, not many people realized, but this year we're actually getting noticed by a lot of random people out there, so that's pretty cool. If, if you could set one 
thing that you, that that you want to do when this when this season is done and, and you say I'm sure glad I did fill in the blank um uh probably hanging out with all the guys on the team okay. and just getting to know everybody cuz if I just was by myself I would not want to that wouldn't be enjoyable at all so you're really enjoying your relationship with with your fellow teammates yeah yeah they're all pretty cool the Havoc coaching staff, you got you you got uh, you got your head coach right here, but there's some other other coaches behind the scenes. And what does the coaching staff mean to you, and really making you the best player that you can be, and trying to get you in the best position to get to that next level? Um, I really like uh, Mike Fazio and his uh, video and his stick skills and stuff like that. And then obviously Dean with his. Uh, four check and ozone cycle stuff that's awesome and then marty just the the guy to, that you always want to be around just the perfect assistant coach well you, you have a coaching staff that has played at you know at, at the higher level including 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 brett here and mm -hmm. it, there's there's definitely a lot to to learn from them and that's a big part of, of playing junior hockey then yeah there's a lot to learn they've all gone pretty high up in hockey so they definitely have a lot to tell us about. Well, Harvey, what we usually do in this segment is to say, go back to your hometown and, and where would you go and what was your favorite places? Well, you have a unique perspective. You're, you're in your hometown. And so I'll turn it over to Coach, and he's going to ask you a couple of questions about your some of your favorite spots here in Hudson. Harv, where's the best pizza in Hudson? I'm interested in this one. The Willow River Saloon, Carboni's okay, Pizza. Okay, yeah. I we had that yesterday after uh, the gun club uh, stuff. I would definitely agree with you. That's, mm -hmm. I was very happy. I actually took some home and heated up for dinner as oh well. Oh, yeah. Pizza sandwiches there are the best by far. Th okay, so I have yet to have the pizza sandwich. I was told we have to get it. Apparently, I think it's on, like, Tuesdays. It's buy one, get one for the pizza sandwich, and yeah. this is, like, the big ordeal. And when I told those guys I hadn't had the pizza sandwich, the owner looked at me like he was like, you need to get out of here. <laughs> so I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. All right. I already know the answer to this question. I'm going to ask you. If we're golfing in Hudson, where are we golfing? Pheasant Hills. Pheasant Hills? Pheasant okay. Hills. I, okay. Pheasant Hills, our sponsor. And then I I, I know I we I guess it's not in Hudson, but. Well, it, it's in the in Hudson the area. In the Hudson, yeah. area. We, Hudson enough. Um, I thought you were going to say Troy for sure. Definitely Troy Byrne. Yeah, I just don't have 100 bucks in my pocket <laughs> right now. You? It might be 120 <laughs> at this point. Oh, fall rate, maybe. <laughs> we, can get, we can get lucky. Unbelievable. What about uh, breakfast? What's the best breakfast spot? Breakfast. Ooh. Oh, uh, Buddy's Bakery. Ah, uh, Buddy's uh, you Bagel. You did mention that. Yep, I forgot. Yep. I forgot about that. Okay. Yep. Let me ask you this then. We uh we have an early practice in the morning. What are you and the boys doing the rest of the day? Uh, usually, if it's like a Saturday practice or something. You tell me. It's Saturday or whenever. Where are you going after? Uh, yeah. What, what are the guys up to on a day off? A day off. Um, definitely. If it's warm enough. Obviously, we'll be on the golf course, or we'll definitely go to Oasis for breakfast in Stillwater. Is that was that the okay. spot for the boys for that's, morning breakfast? Yeah, that's the spot. Okay, and then, hmm, what's the go-to order there? Oh, the Oasis omelet. For oh, sure. see, I love, their, I love their, I love their, I love their pancakes. <laughs> They're mm -hmm. un unreal. But what I love about that place is, so I'm a coffee drinker. All my guys know this. I drink mm -hmm. coffee and water, and sometimes forget to eat. Uh, it, oh, seems yeah. like, it seems Same like it seems like coffee is my food, um, but they have what I like is every mug that they have there is different. So not all the mugs are the same. So you get a different mug than every other person at your table, and same with kind of ah, random. Okay. So just a bunch of random coffee mugs. I think it's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. <laughs> I didn't even it. notice that. You're, you're gonna notice it next time. You're gonna be like, yeah. like damn it, coach! I can't believe this. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to see anything else. I love that. <laughs> well, Harvey, we wish we wish you the best uh, this season, the best for your future. We're glad you're staying home and being being part of the of the Hudson Havoc, and and thank you for coming on and and letting us get to know you a little bit. And uh, what number are you out there? Uh, number thirteen. So fans, look out for number th number thirteen, the home the hometown guy, Harvey Dove for the Hudson Havoc. Yep. Thanks for having me. No, you did awesome. And and Harv, before you go here, I just got to make sure I say too, like. Love that you're the first guy to do this. There's going to be many more because of oh, you. Yeah. Um, one thing that I really love is whenever we do the community service stuff and I'm the first one on the ice and there's no players out yet, every little kid is like, 
is Harvey here? Is Harvey here? Is Harvey here? <laughs> so, yeah, so we kind of call him the baby birds. Obviously, last name Dove, we call him the bird. Um, so there's a lot of baby birds out there. They're going to be the next Harv, and we're hoping that uh, you know that happens. And obviously, you're the guy that kind of carried that torch and showed guys that it is doable to be a kid from Hudson that can you know play hockey here, win a state title, eventually compete for national title in junior hockey, and then eventually move on to the NCAA level and ranks. So um, love what you're doing here, and can't thank you enough for everything you've done for us in the program. Yep. Thank you, guys. Okay, we'll be back for our call-in segment. You're listening to the Hudson Havoc Podcast from Locust Street Studio. Friday, November 5th at 7 p.m., the Hudson Havoc are back home at Gornick Arena taking on the Rum River Mallards in a USPHL West Division matchup. Tickets are $10 at the door. Kids under 10 get in free. The Hop and Barrel Warming House is open during all Havoc home games. So come out to Gornick Arena this coming Friday, November 5th at 7 p.m. and cheer on your Hudson Havoc. And we are back with more of the Hudson Havoc podcast from Locust Street Studio. Pleased to have on the phone former Hudson Havoc player Caleb Kinski, who's playing now at Framingham State out in Boston, Massachusetts. Caleb, thank you for joining us and welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. This is Caleb, the Bulldog, Kinski, two-time or two-year Havoc forward, national championship appearance, and voted the best dancer from the Smiling <laughs> Moose and Portside. <laughs> Bulldog, what do you think about the intro? That is unreal. Uh, definitely the best dancer in both of those places. I would definitely agree. <laughs> so, Caleb Kinski, uh Playing out now at at, at, Fra at Framingham State, we're going to talk about that more in a moment, but I want to go backwards here. What are some of the great memories that stick out in your mind of your time with the Hudson Havoc? Uh, I would say number one would be the bus trip from Minnesota all the way to Boston. That's going to be a good memory right I there. I had this feeling that was going to be something that you mentioned. I don't know what it was. I was sitting here I was like, he's going to mention this trip. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that trip, uh, I'll never, ever forget that. Um, you know, like three days straight on a bus, eating pizza every day, hanging out with the boys. Uh, we're not men of circumstance, but, hey, it was a fun trip after all. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, John, this trip. Caleb, you got to talk about this trip more. We, li we literally went to Chicago, stayed in Chicago, practiced at Lake Forest Academy, which is where uh, I went to prep school and a handful of guys on the team did at the time. Uh, we then went from there to where we go, Buffalo, I think we went to, or or, so, yep. or somewhere there. We went to Buffalo. We drove about three and a half hours uh, towards Boston. We get a phone call. One of the guys on our team had left his bag oh, no. in the lobby of the hotel. We drove yep. all the way back to get it, and then we drove through Boston. And then on the way there, Caleb, you want to tell the guys what happened? Yeah, then we hit a snowstorm, um, and we're driving through the snowstorm. We get to the hotel, and the bus can't get up to the front lobby so we can unload our bags. It's stuck, and we're trying to push the bus, and it was just a mess. <laughs> John, literally, this was, like, the biggest storm in, like, the Northeast for, like, the last two years. And our bus driver's <laughs> like, man, like, I don't know if we can go back and get this. He's like, look, we need the bag. The guy's got to play. Like, we don't right. have an option. Like, he's got to play. And uh, he's like, all right. And literally, we are trying to get there. And I can't tell you, like, I've never seen snow like this before in my life. And I was just so grateful we made it. Tim, the bus driver, I think was going to kill us. <laughs> so, Caleb, beyond that, some of your teammates, and you, you had success with the Havoc. Who are some of the teammates that you really developed a, a special bond with during your time here? Yeah, uh, the first year, I would say right away, um, Ben Lamb, uh, Max Wigfield, Charlie Skinner, Chris Dusick. Like, honestly, we had a tight group both years. I developed great relationships with everybody. Those are just a few names. Um, but definitely those guys, they were the leaders of the pack. Um, we all had a lot in common. We all played uh, AAA, and they played prep school, which is very similar. So we just kind of connected right away. Um, we were all just real bought in. We, we knew we wanted to turn around the program and start winning some games. And, um, yeah, the rest is history. What If you could pick out one game that, from, from, from a personal standpoint that you felt was your best game as a Havoc, what would that be? 
Yeah, I would say um, one that pops out right away is uh, we played the Metro Jets um, in a showcase. I can't remember if it was in Boston or Chicago. It was in Chicago. I'm glad you said this game. This is the game I was thinking about for you. Keep going. Yeah, so um, it was, you know, really close game the whole game. There was a lot of two-on-ones, and we just could not bear down. And finally, there was an opportunity. I skated the puck out of the D zone. And uh, Jimmy P. Tuck, who was another player, he came down the other side. I saw him and just passed it to him, and it went right in. And we ended up winning the game one nothing. That was a big win for us and kind of put us on the map. And for me, that was a big big deal because I gave him the puck and he scored. And, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, that that was definitely huge. I know, uh, so John, just kind of relay here a little bit. Uh, Caleb was one of the guys that came in and really kind of helped turn our program around and take us from, you know, one of these teams that was – really kind of on the edge of being good to all of a sudden being extremely good and we're kind of being a national contender. Um, and that year for us to kind of beat the Metro Jets there in that game in that fashion that we did, it really kind of put our team and program on the map. Like, hey, these guys are able to compete against, you know, top-end programs and brands at this level. And I think really was kind of a statement for us. That Chicago weekend was huge. Um, went 4-0 in the showcase. Classic Havoc, right, Bulldog? Um, yep. <laughs> and it's just uh, something for us that really kind of got us rolling and kind of got some swagger under our belt. And you knew at that point, I think that everybody knew the opportunity for us to compete for a national title was very, very real. So, Caleb, where are you originally from then? So I'm originally from a very small town outside of Waterloo, Iowa, uh, called Dyke, Iowa. Okay. Um, So I grew up there. I didn't start playing hockey until I was eight years old. Um, My sister's husband, my brother-in-law, got me involved in it. He was from Chicago and played hockey growing up. And so I started to learn to skate eventually, and I played rec hockey and then decided I was really good and started playing travel hockey. And then um, after that, uh, I had an opportunity in high school. One of my um, teammates, he was really good, and he wanted to play AAA hockey. I knew nothing about it. I decided to go up and try out. Um, I ended up making the team and billeting up there in Madison, Wisconsin. I played AAA there for a year. Um, after that, I kept playing AAA on a few different teams. I wound up my last year of uh, AAA. Uh, I played in Chicago for the Chicago Fury. Um, Dennis Baskey, he was my coach, and he's the owner of the Havoc. And uh, he set me up really good. He created this whole uh, Havoc program for guys like me, so they had a place to go Um after AAA, and uh, I talked to Wally after the season, after my AAA season, and I just knew right away that that's where I wanted to be. I wanted to help turn the program around, and, uh, you know, I knew the guys coming in were on the same page, and it just felt like a great fit, a great place. I, I went up there and visited, tried out, loved the town. It's a great town. Um, they set me up really nice with a great billet family. That helped a lot. I, um, the Dick family is a great family, like just fit in great there. Still in contact with them um, now. They're coming out here to Boston soon to watch a game, so I'm super pumped for that. Um, but, yeah, like, I mean, there's a lot of little details along the way, but that's how I ended up getting to Hudson. And, you know, I, I can honestly say that it changed my life, like having Coach Wall as a coach and having him preach the details and the consistency and, Going to C one every week and you know, everything that they do as a program changed me as a person and got me to where I am today. Well, excellent. And you're out at, at John. A- I got to inter- interrupt Go you there, Caleb. It's a it's a hundred percent mutual. I mean, I think you know that uh, you're one of the guys at the end of the day. Like uh, when I think about where I am in my career and where our program is at. Um, me personally, as a coach, I don't have the record or the opportunity that I have, and the guys I moved on without you. Um, at the same time, too, as, as, a, as a team and the, the accolades that we have with a guy, without a guy like you, we don't have the opportunity to kind of achieve that stuff. Um, Caleb will never say this, but obviously one of the things that I think is so great is, you know, when I, I'm on this podcast, you guys hear me often talk about the guys that are carrying the torch to the next level and doing things the right way. And, you know, you have the Havoc brand on you, et cetera. Um, couldn't think of a better and more perfect example. Um, there's a few guys that uh, on our team in the past have gotten college opportunities because of the work that Caleb has done out of Framingham. And, you know, Coach Mike Bailey has continued to come back to the well to say, I need more guys just like this guy. Um, and, and without Caleb, truly, our, my program, my um, guys that have moved on, the guys that are still here wouldn't have the opportunities they had without a guy like that. So 
Caleb, we just want to say thank you, and obviously you're killing it, and, and know that it's 100% mutual. So, Caleb, can you tell us a little bit about the process which, where you went from playing with the Havoc that resulted in you going out and becoming uh, a hockey player out at Framingham State? Uh, the process in Hudson, you mean? Well, the, just the process that got you from the Havoc in, into the college level. Yeah, like what was your recruiting process? Like when you are talking to Bailey, kind of figuring out, like what was your last year like? Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, so during the season, I started off really hot my last year. I was getting a goal a game. I felt great. And then uh, a couple games in, we were playing uh, the Wisconsin Rapids, River Kings, and it was a pretty physical game. Uh, I ended up injuring my shoulder, and I was out for about 12, I think it was 12 games. Yep. Um, so I missed uh, the showcase in uh, Minnesota, um, but, you know, I stayed strong and just kept doing everything I could to get back and ready to go. Uh, I ended up getting back. Uh, I think I finished the season. I, I ended up playing like 30 games total out of 44, so I must have missed 14, not 12. Um, but, yeah, I came back. Um, we had the Chicago showcase. That was a great showcase for me. Um, and then we had the Boston showcase and, um, I knew that was a big one because there's a lot of schools out here. Mm -hmm. So, um, we came out to Boston. Um, we played the rush first. It was kind of a crazy situation. Our vans didn't show up on time. We had to stay up late and wake up early. So we, we were a little tired, but we still played hard and I had a goal that game. Um, and then, I played pretty good the rest of the weekend, um, and then we came back, and we played the Steel County Blades, and uh, Coach Bailey was watching on hockey TV. I had no idea. I didn't even know that he had watched me in um, Boston, and uh, after that, um, it was Sunday night, and we were doing um, uh, the, the youth program thing. I think it's called Rink Rats, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, we were doing that, and uh, I got home from the I got home from Rink Rats, and Coach Wall sends me this picture from Coach Bailey. It was an email saying, "Is Caleb Kinski still available?" And I was like, oh, "Okay, that's interesting." Um, and then, like maybe less than five minutes later, Coach Wall calls me. He's like, "Hey, are you ready to take a phone call right now?" And I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it." And before I know it, Coach Bailey calls me and talks to me, offers me on the phone that night, and I was like, wow, this is crazy. I, I had no idea. It was just like spur of the moment, um, and I was just like in shock of how fast that happened, and I was super excited, and I wanted to get out to Boston as soon as I could for a visit so I could get an idea of what it was like. Um, so I bought a plane ticket, uh, flew out to Boston on, I think it was a Wednesday, uh, got out here, Watched the practice in the morning, um, talked to some of the guys, uh, got a tour of the campus, talked to more of the guys about what life here is like and what it's like to be a college hockey player and, you know, just all the little details and questions you can possibly think of. Um, and then flew back home and uh, Wally was telling me, hey, man, you got to take this, you got to take this, like, these opportunities don't last long. And so I, I just needed, a, I needed a week or two to kind of like process. Mm -hmm. It happened all so fast. And um, in the back of my mind too, I was like, okay, is this somewhere I really want to go for four years? Do I really want to move all the way out to Boston? Like I don't have any family out here. That was something I kept thinking about. And I was like, I talked to Wally about it more. And he's like, dude, it's four years of your life. Like how can you not, you know, this is an experience of a lifetime that, it's crazy, you know. I'm a kid from small town Iowa, and now I'm playing college hockey at the NCAA D3 level out in Boston. Like, what more could I ask for? And I talked to Coach Vasky too, my old coach, the owner of the Havoc, and he kind of explained to me like how it goes, the recruiting process, and all that. And I think after that, and talking to Wally more and my parents, I finally was like, okay, I got to do this. This is awesome. You know, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. This is what I wanted. This is where I want to go to school. And so called up Coach Bailey and accepted the offer. And, yeah, finished the season out, and now I'm here. So are you still happy you made the – you think you made the right decision? Yeah, I'm pretty confident I made the right decision. <laughs> I love hearing that. <laughs> so what do you think the season is going to be like out there uh, for Framingham State? You know, we're getting ready to start the season here. And what do you think this 
uh, season's going to bring. Yeah, so uh, we've actually already had two scrimmages. Yep. Um, it's gone pretty well. The first one we won two to one, um, and then we we played Johnson and Wales, another small school out here, kind of by Rhode Island. And then um, last, uh, let's see, Saturday we played um, Stonehill College, another small school out here, and um, it was a close game. Uh, we took a couple bad penalties and. Uh, they popped a couple in on us, and we lost momentum for a second. But we battled back, ended up being three to four. And at the end of the game, I was uh, standing on the crease, and puck hit my skate and goes in. And they called it off because he said I, I kicked it, but it was oh. not a kick. But <laughs> it's what it is. It's a preseason game, so I'm looking forward to the home opener on Thursday here. Good. Who? As in tomorrow? Uh, no, next next week. Thursday. Who Who are you guys playing? Uh, we're playing Salem State at home, so okay. it's going to be one. That's going to be awesome. I, I'll tell you what, I love the pictures I see on Instagram and on social media and stuff. What's the name of the rink? Uh, Loring Arena. The Loring Arena. I love it. Yeah, if it looks snazzy, I love the arch dome and everything. Every time I see it on Instagram, like that thing looks so sharp. Yeah, the benches are across from each other, too. It's pretty old school. I like it. Well, that's how the benches were when I played college hockey. That's the way it should be. I like that. It seems like all you young yeah. guys want to sit across and hang over the boards and chirp at each other. It makes me crazy as a coach. <laughs> so, Caleb, are you going to be able to have a chance to follow the Havoc this year? Oh, 100%. I'm always keeping tabs on them. I'm always looking at the Instagram. And uh, me and the guys here are always talking about what's, what's new with the Havoc, what's going on there. We're always listening in. So, Love it. So you're a longtime listener, first-time caller? <laughs> Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Bulldog, let the guys know what you're studying out there. Yeah, so I, I decided to go with uh, computer science. Um, I can honestly say it's not one that I thought I was going to go with, but um, both my brothers are very hard workers in school, and my dad, uh, he went to med school, and so a big thing for me was I want to I wanna make be well, do, do well after hockey, Um and so I think uh, for me, you know, I always love math and science and computer science seems to fit the bill for that. Um, so, yeah, that's what I chose. I, I love it so far. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of work, but, you know, so is uh, being a hockey player in Hudson. So, <laughs> Well, and, and then being a full-time student athlete like you're doing, I think it's incredible and you're doing a heck of a job. Well, then I've got to ask you this question. Obviously, we're still a long, long ways away. we got a whole hockey season to get through. Uh, but next year, first golf match, who's winning, you or Skinner? Oh, 100% me. I'll be taking him down. How many strokes do you think Skinner's going to give himself? He's at least going to take 10 off the scorecard. <laughs> Unreal. I had to get it on air. <laughs> well, Caleb, Caleb Kinski at Framingham State out in Boston, Massachusetts. Caleb, thank you for coming on the podcast and uh, telling us your story and on behalf of the Hudson Havoc, thank you for your time here, and best of luck this season and, and, and beyond. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was great. I loved it. It was awesome hearing from you, Bulldog. And, again, we're, we're so proud of what you're doing, and, and I'm not where I'm at without you. Um, I hope you know that. And Hudson's always home for you, and you've been a guy who's taken advantage of it. So I'm sure we'll see you here soon. Keep kicking butt out there. We're so proud. Thank you so much, Wally. I appreciate it. Then i got to do one of these on air, Bulldog. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, dude. Have a great night. Thank you to Caleb yeah, Kinsky. To Caleb Kinsky out there at, at Framingham State. And again, we wish him the best of luck. We'll step aside. We'll be back with more of the Hudson Havoc podcast from Locust Street Studio in a moment. Friday, November 5th at 7 p.m., the Hudson Havoc are back home at Gornick Arena, taking on the Rum River Mallards in a USPHL West Division matchup. Tickets are $10 at the door, kids under 10. Get in free. The Hop and Barrel Warming House is open during all Havoc home games. So come out to Gornick Arena this coming Friday, November 5th at 7 p.m. and cheer on your Hudson Havoc. And we are back with more of the Hudson Havoc podcast, Locust Street Studio. We're going to bring back in head coach and GM Brett Wall. A lot to talk about. they got some big games coming up. The Midwest Showcase up at Fogarty Arena in Blaine, you're going to have four games in four days and uh, some big ones coming up. 
some some massive ones coming up. Uh, obviously, three of the games are with teams within our division and teams that are ahead of us in standings currently with uh, with our having less games played. Uh, but games and points that we can't squander here. We'll start off on Thursday uh, with like an afternoon game there. I think a noon uh, a noon dance with Steel County. Uh, the following day, we'll play uh, the Mountain Division um, representative with the Pueblo Bulls uh, in the morning game, which is actually going to be extremely exciting. Uh, it's be the first time that anyone from the Havoc has played or even myself has coached against anyone in the Mountain Division from okay. the USPHL. Um, so that will be kind of really cool to kind of get a, you know, a test and a feel of what that hockey and that brand is like in that division. So really, really looking forward to that. And then obviously our next two, um, Friday night, we'll play the Wisconsin uh, Rapids River Kings, which will be a huge game. And um, obviously another team we kind of compete year in and year out for a division title with. And then on uh, there on Sunday afternoon, we'll have another rematch there with the Minnesota Blue Ox that we're really looking forward to uh, getting their number. Well, yeah, out of the four teams, two of them are the two teams you've lost to. Steel County and the Minnesota Blue Ox. So the the window of opportunity to um, seek some revenge is certainly there. Oh, I mean, that's one thing that's exciting, too. Like, if these aren't brand-new teams that we haven't seen or anything like that, obviously we've never seen Pueblo play, and then the Rapids, we've got a chance to watch them playing other teams in our division, so we kind of feel ready for that. But um, Steel County and the Blue Ox, knowing that we've played them prior, we kind of know what to expect. We, uh, we made a few changes in our game plan and kind of added a few things to our arsenal there. So really looking forward to the opportunity to kind of have a rematch with them, but also, too, to have it under the eyes of all the scouts that are going to be there is an extremely awesome opportunity. Well, and that's just exactly what this is, showcase. Like like the word is, you're able to showcase the teams and showcase players in front of people that potentially can get these players to the next level. Oh, uh, I mean, John, 1,000%. One thing that I think is so cool about this uh, showcase here and um, a lot of people hear me, and again, I know it makes people crazy around Tier 3 hockey and junior hockey, but uh, the Midwest West is the best division in Tier 3 hockey, hands down. I'll say that to anyone. I don't care who they are. Um, I'm a firm believer that every team in our division has guys that can compete at the Division 3 or that North American League NCDC level and kind of make that jump and make an impact. Uh, so for us, the showcase that's awesome about here is like we're playing each other within division, and every time we've been to the showcase in the past, we've had an opportunity where players have spoken and connected um, to other coaches at the NCAA level, but also, too, an opportunity where a few guys have kind of really started their commitment journey um, before making that final decision. So for us, this is a weekend that we know in the past has been very, very relevant, very, very true to its meaning of being a showcase and a huge opportunity that if guys come to play, you know, there's something for up, to, up for grabs there. Now, you have three showcase events, one in October, one in November, one in December. Correct. And so you're, you, you get a lot of games in in, in in a fairly short time period. And also from a scheduling standpoint, you, now you play tomorrow at 1210. Correct, yep. And this is up in Blaine at, at, at Fogarty Ice Arena. So walk us through what, what tomorrow's going to be because you're going to have to get up and out of here fairly soon to get up there for that 1210. Uh, yeah, we'll wake up. We'll wake up early. We'll have a good breakfast, uh, get the guys kind of ready and refueled and, and ready to roll. Uh, we'll get on the bus, and we'll show up about an hour and 45 minutes before. Uh, warm-ups will be a few minutes before the game. There's a little bit different setup and style as far as warm-ups. Uh, so we'll get there. The guys will be kind of ready. We'll hop on the ice. We'll do our warm-ups, and we'll go right into the games. Um, and it's just going to be one of these things where it's a weekend where we understand that uh, we're playing 17-minute stop, stop time periods, so there is nine less minutes in the game. Okay. Um, so, you know, coming out and getting off to a hot start is extremely important. You're not going to have that extra push in the third period like, oh, we got nine extra minutes. Um, those are something we really got to make sure we control, dictate, and kind of push the pace and know that we don't have that extra time. And I think that's truly where our preparation through practice, skating two, two and a half hours a day, but also to our work at C1 and um, with them and all of our doctors and trainers as well. Um, is going to really make sure that our guys are prepared that gives us a layup on other teams, I believe. Now, there's nine teams in this showcase, correct? Correct, nine teams. There's going to be the eight from the Midwest-West Division, then we have the one uh, Mountain Division representative with the Pueblo Bulls there. Now, games against division opponents count as division games. Yes, correct. Uh, everything we play here, and so there'll be a handful of opportunities, too, where other teams or other guys um, from our division play Pueblo as well. Those still count and go towards standings and everything. Okay. So. Um, all four games have points on the line, massive meaning, massive implications as far as standings and, and seating later and, um, down the road as far as playoffs with where guys finish. Um, but at the same time, too, I think the real focus is making sure that, you know, for the Havoc, I always talk about being a great teammate is to be your best individual self, right? Come out and bring your piece to the kind of the family and the team, the table. Uh, and I think if you do that, guys will be very happy with our team results and team success, but also to the individual attention that each one of those guys will attract. Now, this is a, a scheduling challenge. Now, on Friday, you play Pueblo, uh, Pueblo, the Pueblo Bulls, at 8.30 in the morning. Yep. So are you staying up there and then coming back? or We'll, we'll, we'll go. So we'll come back home. Then we'll play that uh, game at noon. We'll come back home. We'll wake up, and we'll go up there and, and play that morning. Uh, for us, it's only a 30-minute drive. 
um, quick, easy, straight there. Uh, for us, it's like it, we're, either way, we're going to be sleeping in and, and getting that opportunity to get extra rest to make sure the guys are ready to go. But at the same time, too, like we, we skate every morning and we're at the rink every morning at, at 8.15 and kind of ready to go and ready to roll. So the early morning or the wake up like that is not going to be an issue for guys. And I think also, too, knowing the implications of what's online and what's right. at stake here, um, guys should be just fine. Now, later on Friday, and I'm look, looking at the schedule, yep. so basically on Friday you have a doubleheader, if, if you were to kind of put this into a baseball context. Correct, yep. At, at 7.50, later that night, you play uh, a team that you're going to clash with multiple times and a team you have also have a history with, Wisconsin Rapids River Kings. Yeah, we, uh, we'll, we'll do the cheese curd cup with them. Uh, we always kind of talk about you know the big highlights of each month and you know, when I think of October, I think of the showcase we're going to here at Fogarty in the Midwest Showcase. In November, it's the opportunity to go to Boston for that showcase. In oh, December, yeah. it's the opportunity to go to Chicago. And, and then in January, we have the Cheese Curd Cup with the Rapids where it's four games in a row where we play each other. Uh, two at their place, two at ours, and this game right here is kind of the fifth and final decisive one. So um, for me, I think it's important for us to kind of get this first win under our belt and the first one underway, not only one, for standings and stuff, but also, two for that little side race of us in the Cheese Curd Cup there. I think it's just a fun little opportunity that anytime you get a chance to compete for a trophy, I want to win one. And then, of course, you will end this. This is Halloween. You don't play on Saturday, but you do play on Sunday, which is Halloween. Exactly one week later, and you're going to wrap this thing up with uh, the Minnesota Blue Ox at 3.30. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, we're looking forward to it. I mean, a huge opportunity for us to go out there. And, again, anytime you got – teams and with our schedule that we have there's going to be massive opportunity for guys to showcase what they can do as individuals but us as a team as well um, so being the showcase weekend like that's our expectation here we want to go four and oh um, and that's our mindset it has been for every showcase in the past we've had a lot of success at that um, but at the same time it starts tomorrow with steel county so we're not looking too far ahead currently um, only place i'm looking ahead to is saturday is my mother's birthday um, <laughs> so i do have to say happy birthday mom i love you um, and I wish we were there with you, but we'll be up here in Hudson kicking some butt with the boys. So I uh, love you to death, and just want to make sure that gets acknowledged as well. Well, the season it is a marathon more than a sprint. You've, you've played four games. You're two and two. Now you're going to play four games in four days. It, it, it's, it's early on, but is this a one of these um, signature moments here early in the season going into this showcase? No. I mean, one thing I love about our team and, you know, I, I've kind of maybe in the past gotten a little too wrapped up in this in time and, you know, winning a division or finishing first place and all this stuff. Like if we do what we need to do, the results are going to take care of themselves. I'm focused a lot more on expectation this year. Um, so for me, it's not a make or break weekend. If anything, it's an opportunity for guys to really showcase themselves. Now to tell you, I'm not coming out here and I want to win like that. That would be a lie. I want to win every day. And, that, sure. and that, that's what I'm you know, wanting our result to be. And I think the plan of the expectations that we have for these guys that we put in place and the structure and emphasis, like we should have no issue those being our results. So, again, I'm just kind of putting expectation before um, result, if that makes sense. And, and result is going to be kind of that winning thing and the expectation is going to be hard work and making sure we're executing. And you're going to have scouts and people with connections not only at the game, but all of these games are going to be uh, streamed yep. on, on, on hockey TV. And so this is, this is a – in essence, besides the, co the competitive aspect of it, a networking opportunity for people at the, the next level. Oh, I mean, massive. Uh, you know, that's one thing that, you know, I think helps us tremendously. It has, I mean, and Coach Dean on our, our team and our staff here um, is, that, you know, he's won a national title at the level that our guys are trying to get to. It's actually kind of cool. We went to River Falls on uh, Friday there to watch the game, and some guys went back on Saturday as well. We had the opportunity to be invited down there by their coaching staff, and some guys went and had the opportunity to check it out. Um, but when we walked past their, their trophy case there, there was four titles or six uh, national appearance yep. trophies, one national title. Um, and, and the guys literally looked at Coach Dean and were like, well, how many of those are yours? And he's casually tosses some popcorn in his mouth and he goes, four of them. And yeah. just goes, I did some pretty good work here. And, and my boys just found that so humorous to be like, man, this is the guy we have to work with and be around every day. So the opportunity for us to go there and for – him to assist us, but to also to be able to connect with other coaches as well to get the opportunity for our guys to be seen is going to be massive. And you know, like you said, a networking time where a bunch of good hockey minds kind of get together. So a weekend we're looking forward to as coaches, scouts, and I think our players are as well. Well, Fogarty Ice Arena is, is, is a nice venue, and you were there yeah. last year. Uh, a nice feel for hockey, uh, excellent venue to watch a game. Yeah, very great venue. Uh, it, it, I, my the one disappointment with it is my favorite restaurant in the Minnesota area is that uh, bar that's attached to it, oh Sticks yeah. and Stones. Um, incredible bar food mm -hmm. there. Love it to death. But I think they uh, were shut down there. And I've heard there's going to be a new owner and they're going to be opening up again here soon. Well, so it won't be open then? I don't know if it will be or not. I'm hoping it will be. But 
Um, just incredible food. And it felt like when we were playing against the Moose there and we have a 7 o'clock start uh, and we get there two hours early, me and my assistant coaches would yeah. always be meeting for dinner uh, while putting the lineup together. So it was awesome. Well, Coach, we wish you the best in this showcase. Four big games. If you can't get up to Fogarty Ice Arena, check it out on Hockey TV. And, and check out all the information for the Hudson Havoc, whether it's tickets or schedule or, or anything on the, on the Hudson Havoc, Twitter, Instagram, and HudsonHavoc.com. Any last thoughts, uh, Coach, before we wrap this one up? No, I just want to thank everyone for continuing to support the Havoc. Uh, following us on our, all our social media stuff, our sponsors, I got to thank our billets and obviously all the families of the players for letting us uh, have our guys up here in the community. Um, can't thank everyone enough for the support that you've given us and our guys, and we look forward to the continued success and the continued support. Well, thank you very much. This is going to wrap it up for the Hudson Havoc podcast, episode number five. We want to thank Harvey Dove, Caleb Kinski, and as always, head coach and GM of the Hudson Havoc, Brett Wall. This is John Wecken from Locust Street Studio signing off.